Well, hello, and welcome back to, hopefully, the finale of Ditsy Donna. The longest fucking short story known to man. Uh, this was an amber pick. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, actually, I don't know who's guilty of choosing. I told her we should start proofreading these before we get into it. and She's like, no, just do it. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. I'm basically a fucking novel that there is absolutely nothing happening except some virgin jerking off to his dad's old stories so far. (laughs) About his mom. Which is, uh, actually, judging off how porn is anymore, that's about the, seems like the trend of things. But... Let's pick up where we left off here. Uh, for all of you that don't remember, um, Ralph, the... And I'm Amber. Oh, yeah, it's Amber. I'm Mike. But uh, Ralph is uh, the jerk-off, the kid that's jerking off to his dad. Well, that's his dad from the mm-hmm. 70s in a little story he wrote. Well, Ralph is just walking in to the bathroom on jerk-off kid's mom. Uh Mm-mm. And the floor's all wet, and he slips, and he hits his head. And, uh, well, that's all I remember. So, let's, uh, let's just, you, you guys, will, you'll remember. All right, you ready? Is it start from the top? From the top of the page, yeah. Fuck you. All right, here, here we go. Uh, well, I know, and we keep saying, like, on the last one we ended with, like, oh, there's, like, three pages left. That don't sound like a lot. But when the page is fucking 50 foot long, it's a lot. But, alright. Ralph, please, wake up. Her hands are cradling my face. Her breasts are pressing on me and her lips are close to mine. Her blue eyes are beautiful. She opens her mouth to speak and her breath, her breath. Mm -hmm. My head jerked up from the sinus assault and hit Donna's square in the forehead. She said as she grabbed her head and sat up straight, still straddling me. As my eyes focused, the first thing I saw was the reason why Donna wore a J.C. Penny all-cotton 38 double-D bra. Her skin was smooth and pure, free of blemishes and freckles. Her neck was slender and attached to a broad but truly feminine torso. Her stomach was flat and she had an innie, not an outie. The blonde triangle of hair of her womanhood was sparse and delicate. Her hips were full and her waist small. At that moment, the center of my attention was the most perfect pair of breasts I'd ever seen in any Playboy or Penthouse magazine. They swelled with her breath. They swayed as she held her head and moaned. She hadn't caught me looking. I raised my hand to my eyes and moaned as if my head hurt. It wasn't much of a stretch since I had a splitting headache. Rob, are you alright? She managed to say with pain still stinging her head. Still holding my hand over my eyes, I answered, Yeah, I think. What happened? I'm sorry, Ralphie. I left the shower curtain outside the tub. You slipped and fell bringing in the towels. I felt her lift off off me and stand. She dropped the towels on the floor and she moved them around with her feet to absorb the water. Then she slipped her arms under mine from behind, and using strength that I didn't know that she possessed, she pulled me to my feet. I wobbled a bit. She held on to me, pressing her breasts into my back. Come on, let's go get you into your room, she said, guiding me out into the hall. We're both still kind of wet, Ralph. Do you have any more towels? I grunted in the direction of the hall closet. She leaned me against the wall and let go watching to make sure I wasn't going to keel over. To me, the hall was spinning, but I wasn't. She made it back just in time as my legs gave out. Well, Ralph, take it easy, she said, putting an arm around me to hold me up. As stunned and headachy as I was, the fact that Donna was still naked and pressing her breasts into my side wasn't lost on me. Neither was the irony that because I was stunned and headachy, Wee Willie was fast asleep. She led me into my room and pulled my water-soaked t-shirt off. Hold still, she said, and then from behind me, she pulled down my jockeys, tapping each foot she wanted me to lift to get them off for me. 
she took a towel and patted me dry, and then she took a look at the back of my head. Her fingers were delicate as she probed, looking for blood. No cuts, Ralphie, but you've got a big lump back here. Are you still dizzy? The room wasn't spinning uh, nearly as fast as before, but it was still on the move. Yeah, I answered, more like a moan than a word. I think you may have had a concussion. Um, if that's the case, I can't let you go to sleep. Now, before I call an ambulance, you're going to have to convince me that this is just a minor injury. If you start puking, I'm making the call. Got it? She asked all business-like from behind me. Okay, I mumbled. Close your eyes. She commanded. I did. She let go of me and waited to see if I could stand by myself. I wobbled but managed to stay on my feet. Okay, still not real steady. She said, grabbing my upper arm to support me. Um, open your eyes. I, I did. <laughs> How many fingers do you see? She was flipping me the bird. Two, I honestly replied. But I'm sure there's only supposed to be one. I guess she was still getting worried because she repeated the exercise several times before I finally saw the correct number of fingers. Ralph, I'm going to let you go of your uh, I'm going to let go of you in a minute um to comb my hair, okay? Okay, I replied. I physically felt better, but emotionally not great knowing at this moment Donna was in the bathroom drying herself and more than likely seconds away from putting on the clothes I laid out for her. I closed my eyes and thought of her as she sat on me minutes ago. I heard the water run in the bathroom, then the sound of her gargling, thank God, and then a moment later, her hand was back on my upper arm. I chuckled a bit. Tough luck, Pop. At least you got to see them. That's further than I've ever gotten with a girl. I was suddenly a bit envious. So yeah, that's that kid talking about his <laughs> mom and dad. I'm still not convinced you can stay here tonight instead of, or I'm still not convinced you can stay here tonight instead of the hospital. Either way, you're not going to get sl sleep for a while. You are got your eyes closed, I see. Good. Um, we're going to play another game. She let go of my arm and said, Okay, <laughs> open your eyes. She was standing in front of me, still naked. She's in front of me naked. I want to I want you to look at me in the eyes and point to any part of my body I tell you to. That way I'll know if your hand and eye coordination is okay. She's in front of me naked. She leaned closer to me, looking me in the eyes. Ralph. Wait. Oh, oh, are you okay with this, Ralph? She tapped me on the forehead. Ralph. Yeah, I'm fine. She pointed from my eyes to her, reminded me to look at her and said, The first body part I want you to point to is... Boobs. Say boobs. My nose. I pointed. Okay, good. On the next body part, I want you to use two hands... Now point to my... Boobs. Oh, sweet Jesus, Donna, say boobs. Ears. I pointed, but I think I whimpered in my disappointment. Are you sure you're okay, Ralph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lied. Okay, two hands again. This time I want you to reach out and grab these body parts. Ready? Okay, place your hands on my... Boobs. Shoulders. Who are you kidding? She's never going to tell you to feel her boobs. She's your friend, idiot, not your girlfriend. She's just doing this naked to keep you awake. I reluctantly reached out and placed my hands on her smooth skin. There was a long, awkward silence between the two of us as we stared at each other. She reached her arms out and placed them on my shoulders. It. To keep you steady, don't, I don't want you to faint on me. Why would I faint? Because now I want you to... She stopped as she pushed my hands from her shoulders to her breasts, never taking her eyes from mine. 
I'm never going to wash these hands again. A grin started to form on her face as she sensed a change in me. She broke eye contact just long enough to look down and see the awakening, and then locked her baby blues on me again. Are you... Are you having fun? She asked and then snorted. Her breasts were large and soft, yet didn't hang down. They seemed to defy gravity. I don't want you... I don't want you to get the wrong idea here. We're not going to jump in bed and play bedroom Olympics. I need you to keep you awake, not tire you out. She reached down brushed me with her fingers. You're pretty excited, Ralph, for uh, having a big bump on the noggin. Haven't you ever played with a girl's boobs before? Of course. I lied. She frowned at me. You can't lie to me, Ralph. This thing's ready to explode. She said, tapping at mini-me. A few more taps, and she's going to be proven right. It pained me, but I had to back away from her tapping. I let go of her breasts and took a few steps backwards. I've had a few girlfriends. Of course I've gotten to second base. Pop, what the hell are you doing? Don't be a dope. Get back there. Hmm. Um, Ever been naked with a girl before this? She asked, watching Minnie bounce with my heartbeat. Well, I don't like to brag, I said, sounding sincerely coy. If that's the case, then that should go away in a few minutes with me over here and you over there, she said, plopping down on my bed, making her boobs jump and jiggle. I looked away a moment, and when I looked back, she was caressing herself. If it doesn't go away soon, I'm going to know you're full of it. Her hand slid from her neck, past her breast, down to her crotch. She spread her legs and slid her hand. All right, this is the first time, I said, realizing that my condition wasn't going to change with this peep show going on. There's always a first time for everything, she said as two fingers disappeared inside of her. Ralph. She grunted. Oh my God, my mother is going to... For the next few minutes, Donna worked on herself with abandon. I wanted to give her privacy, but then again, she initiated it in front of me. Her hands started moving faster and her fingers soon became a blur as a series of guttural grunts came from her. Her hands slowed and she was soon breathing normally again. With a free hand, she pulled her wild locks from her eyes and looked at me. I bet... I bet that was a first for you, too. She said with a chuckle and snort. Uh, I started to say as she went to the bathroom. Shortly, she emerged, combing her hair and pulling it back into a short ponytail. Uh, There, I won't have to deal with that for the rest of the night. She said as she walked past me, tapping me again. It's still there. I thought you were going to take care of it while I was taking care of myself. Donna, have you slept with anyone yet? What? You're asking me if I'm still a virgin? I guess, I said. She looked at me, and I think she was finally getting the picture about the way I felt about her. It's pretty obvious you are. She said. A silence grew between us. She turned her back to me and said, Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, Ralphie, because I won't lie to you. She turned back to face me. I had my answer. I knew it was stupid to think she would still have the same virginal infliction that I had, but it bothered me. It bothered me enough that things were shutting down below, Donna noticed. Look, you should should be thrilled. I just gave you a show that guys would have paid good money for. Just so you know, I've I've never done that for anyone else. Now, do you want to continue the um, concussion watch naked, or should we get dressed and play chess? She did it just for me. Naked. (laughs) That's what I thought. Okay, how about we play a little game? 
she asked, sitting on the bed. It's difficult to question a naked woman on your bed, but with Donna, it's better to be sure. What are we going to play? It's called Take It. Take It? How do you play? Wait, I'm thinking. She said and then snorted. Okay, come over here and put your hands behind your back. Um, yeah, that's it. Right there. And now clasp your hands behind you. Now you can't release your hands or try to use them in any way or you lose. What is this game all about? I asked, knowing she was making it up as she went along. Well, we're going to find out just how long you can take it. She said, turning my electric alarm clock toward her. When the second hand reaches the top, we'll start. I was more curious than alarmed. I knew she wouldn't do anything to hurt me, but I had a feeling a tickling contest was coming up. Boy, was I wrong. The second hand reached the top, and Donna immediately leaned over and started blowing on my cock. The effect was instantaneous. Without touching me, she had me as hard as a rock within seconds. She looked up at me. That was fast. Uh, when the, when was the last time you... She made a fist with her hand and jerked it a few times. I had to think about that. I couldn't remember. I'm not sure. It must be at least three weeks, I replied. Bullshit. I said aloud, looking at my jumbo supply of hand cream on the dresser. Donna stopped blowing and gave me a stupid look. I'm serious. I just don't... Oh. I'm serious. I just don't have the time, usually, I replied, shrugging my shoulders. Are there any rules in this game? Yep, I make them up as we go. New rule, no more talking on your part. I nodded and watched as she went back to blowing on me. When the second hand reached the top again, she started tapping the head with her index finger. As she blew on it, I wasn't as sensitive as I had been before, but it still felt good. Personally, I don't give you five minutes, but then again, you're not feeling me up this time. She said as the tapping continued. The second hand reached the top and she began running her index fingers up and down me. That got my attention. I gasped and she laughed. No way, you're not making five minutes. She said, snorting away. Now, I was into the game, if only to show her that I could take it. I closed my eyes and thought about taking out the trash and naming the presidents. I thought about her breath earlier and Big Peg's clit. <laughs> New rule, you have to watch. She said, figuring out what I was doing. The second hand reached the top and I was in my fourth minute. Donna placed one hand on the base of my cock and held it as she circled me with the other and started drawing her hand up the shaft, letting go and repeating the upward movement over and over. There was no way in hell my virginal 19-year-old cock and balls, that were three weeks overdue from their last bunk fest, were going to outlast the onslaught of stimulation that Donna's fingers were producing on them. Then I noticed that she was real close to me down there, I knew that when I came, I usually made quite a mess with some force behind the spasms. I didn't think she was expecting that was going to happen. Maybe the other guys she'd been with were dribblers. I don't know. All I knew was that I either had to warn her or stop this before it happened. She stopped. Five minutes, you win. You can take it. Oh. <laughs> All that thing... Uh, wait. All that thing spared me from losing, but did I win? Wait a minute, I said. Um, no, no, you can take it. She said, waving me off. It's, it's, it's just taking longer because my head hurts, I said, hoping she would understand. She started laughing. Do you really think I'd leave you hanging like that? She said, grabbing Minnie-Me and pulling the... Me close to her, she leaned over and kissed it. She kissed it. She started yanking in earnest. Donna, I've got to tell you something, I said, feeling the alarm bells going off again. What? She asked, slowing down a bit. I wouldn't sit that close to me when the time comes. What are you talking about? 
I tend to make a mess, I said, as the time was getting close at hand. She looked down. So, it's your rug? She snorted. It, it, it's a neutral color. It's, it'll probably blend right in when it's, a, it's dry. No, I mean, you're probably going to get it right in the face. She stopped and removed her hands from me. You mean you can shoot? What? You know, when you come, does your sperm shoot far? Uh. How far? I never really measured it, I said, unsure. That's where I got that from. I thought as I looked at the stains on the wall from my... From some of my own spunk projectiles. Oh man, I heard from my girlfriends about this, but I never believed them. You're not messing with me, are you? She asked, turning a suspicious eye on me. Uh, no, of course. Now that I've told you, nothing will happen. Sure it will, uh, because I'm not going to stop until I see it. She said, stroking me again. To avoid more laundry, I'll point you at me. I can always wash it off, she said, snorting at me. I closed my eyes, but it wasn't working. Something was bothering me, and I figured out what it was. I reached down and stopped her. What? She asked, concerned. I pulled her up off the bed and pulled her toward me. She wrapped her arms around me and asked, Don't you want me to do it? Yes, I replied, but I want this first. I turned her head and kissed her. I used all the mental empathy I could muster to show her how I felt. I don't know how long we stood there kissing, but when we finally came up for air, Minnie-Me was asleep and Donna had a glazed look about her. She held her arms around my neck and looked deep into my eyes. I've never been kissed like that, Ralph. That's because I never, I never kissed a girl that I've loved before. Don't just say that because I was pulling your pole tonight. I've dated a lot of guys, Ralph, and most of them just want to get into my pants. Um, to them, I'm a joke and a conquest. They all talk about love and stuff, but in the end, all it is to them is that they got a shot at trying to fuck Ditsy Donna. Yeah, that's right. I know that everybody calls me. I know what everybody calls me. So please don't bring love into this. She said, staring into my green eyes. You're wrong, Donna. No, I'm right. Everything that went wrong tonight was because of me. Ditsy Donna has done it again, is what everybody will say. be saying when you tell people about tonight. I leaned my head in gently until our foreheads were touching. Donna... I don't understand. You came back east to see me. You said so. That must mean you have some feelings toward me. I must be more than a friend to you. When I kissed you, you didn't pull away. I'm not the other guys, Donna. I do love you. I kissed her again. Donna placed a hand behind my head to pull me closer. Ow! I'm sorry. She said, gingerly touching the lump back there. I think we're going to have to put your love talk on hold because I'm not sure if it's you talking or the concussion. She said, looking deeply, looking deep into my eyes. Well, I told her, and she was still here, and she was still naked in my arms. Not bad, even though it had cost me a burnt kitchen, a citation, and my spending money. The lump on the back of my head would go away. The other stuff wouldn't. Of course, the stolen car might come back to haunt us, but that only depended if Big Peg knew who I was. Then it hit me. She was deflecting the com she was deflecting the conversation. Do you have any feelings toward me, Donna? She sighed and pulled away from me. Do I need to get the rabbit ears? She asked. No, just tell me uh, you don't have a concussion. She sat on a bed and looked up at me. You want to hear the whole thing? Yeah, I answered. She nodded her head and spoke. You are the only person that ever treated me as a person instead of a ditz. I could, could talk to you about anything, but at the, at the time, I wasn't ready to date. 
I knew you were, but I just wasn't ready. Instead, I used our friendship to keep us close. Oh, everybody liked me. I was fun to have around and made everybody laugh, but I was never really close to anyone except you. When my parents up and moved, I was devastated. In the new town, we were in... No one wanted anything to do with me. I tried to date, but I've already told you what the guys thought. When my parents split up, I told... I still... <laughs> When my parents split up and sold everything, there wasn't a person in that town that wanted me around. It took a chance. I took a chance that you weren't hooked up with a girl or married or something like that and came back east to find you. She stood and headed for the living room. Where are you going? To find the rabbit ears because I need them right now. I watched as she disappeared into the living room and came back with the useless things in her hands. She raised them and placed them on her head. She turned from side to side and moved the antennas around. What are you doing? I asked, chuckling. Getting in focus because I'm going to tell you something that you may not believe coming from me. I waited as she finally came back to a halt. You asked me earlier if I was a virgin. I told you that you might not like the answer. Well, here it is. Yes, guys have seen and played with my boobs, but that's it. Tonight, when the manager pulled down his pants and I sp spit on him, that was the first time I'd seen the male sex organ. Yours is the first I've ever touched, and the reason I did it, because... I do care about you. If it's love, I don't know. I always let guys think that it's I'm a virgin, or that I'm not a virgin. Um, most guys want to take the status away from girls so much that if they think otherwise, they're not as full of the idea of getting into my pants. Without lying to you, I let you assume otherwise. When we were playing the game, it was from memory of what my girlfriends told me they did to their guys to, to drive them nuts. So, yes, Ralph, I'm just as much a virgin as you are. She set the antenna down. Page four. It's a good game, I said and winked at her. She giggled, snorted, and then there were a whole lot of teeth and gum showing. You know, oh. you know, it's been long enough that if you were still woozy, I'd know you had a concussion. I guess that you don't. Um, too bad you don't have a condom here. <laughs> My pride was hurt. What makes you think I don't have a condom? She tilted her head and looked at me. Do you have one? Well, no. That's okay. It's too late now, but we can always get one tomorrow. Kiss me again, Ralph. No wonder he gave me that box of Trojans. As I kissed her, she slid her hand down and found Minnie-Me sleeping again. With very little coaxing, he was soon wide awake and ready to go. You know, I think you're full of crap, she said, squeezing away. What do you mean? I think you're just, I think you were just trying to impress me about being able to shoot. She said and then snorted. No, I'm, I'm telling the truth, I replied, not as confident as before. The last thing I wanted to do was make a boast that, for some reason, I couldn't back up. All right, Ralphie, I want to see this. Now, how do you want to do it? Well... I want to see it, and I've changed my mind. I want to see how far it will go, um, so my boobs are out. What if I don't meet your expectations? I asked, feeling the effects of her squeezing below. You'll have to wait a while to use that condom. Come on, Pop, you can do it. As I started to adjust myself with her, our feet tangled, and down we went to the carpet. <laughs> Uh, you didn't hit your head, did you? No, not this time, I replied. Good. 
she said as she adjusted herself down to place her mouth over me. She didn't know what she was doing, but it felt great. She licked and slurped. There were a few snorts as she caught me watching. She pulled off me and told me to warn her way ahead of time and then started again. I was already pretty far gone, so I told her to look out. She pulled her head away and slid her hand up and down me in a quick motion. I felt it start like a fuse burning its way to a stick of TNT. She was oblivious to what she was doing to me as her gaze was on her hand and mini-me, waiting for it to shoot. I was flat on my back, but I too wanted to see myself how far it was going to go. So I rolled on my side. Donna didn't miss a moment as from behind me. Her hand continued to slide up and down. My stomach tightened, my toes curled, and my balls convulsed. The first pulse was embarrassingly short, maybe an inch or two. The second produced a gasp from her as it sailed three feet through the air. Thanks to the way she was holding me at the moment of the third spunk missile, it rose through the air a few feet and landed at the edge of the wall, six feet away. Donna started laughing at that Olympian eruption, and the remaining ropes of spunk fell to the neutral colored rug, harmless. I don't believe that. That was so cool. She said, hugging me. She noticed I was looking at the mess I made on the rug and rubbed her hand over the spunk she could reach, spreading it out on the rug. No one will ever notice, she said as she kissed me hard. We slept right there on the rug that night. <laughs> I never thought of my pop as my hero before, but he reached that plateau at that very moment. I woke the next morning alone. I went to the kitchen and found a note from Donna telling me she was downstairs in the laundry room washing her clothes. That made sense. So I started the Mr. Coffee and checked the fridge for breakfast food. As I was cooking some bacon, Donna came in. Oh, whoops. I hope you don't mind I that I used some of your clothes to go down there. She asked, wearing my old gym clothes. She looked great in them. No, I'm glad you could use them, I replied. Breakfast? Yes. She said, slipping into the kitchen chair and inhaling the odor of the bacon. I poured her a mug of coffee and sat the sugar and milk in front of her. She sipped the coffee black, just like me. She had taken off the hairband, and her hair was now as wild as I've ever seen it. Somewhere underneath of it, she said, I've got to get my little cousin a gift for his birthday. Can we do that when we go out for the condom today? I hope she wasn't kidding last night. Sure, I answered, trying to sound nonchalant. Where does he live? Oh, out west, but I'll ship it to him, she said, sitting at the table with a fork and knife in her hands. I finished the bacon, uh, fried some eggs, and put them on her plate. She looked around the table and then the kitchen counter. Do you have any Tabasco sauce? I reached into the cupboard and handed her a bottle. She nearly emptied it on the eggs and started shoveling in this food. Mom still eats the same way. She looked up a few times between shovels and said it was good. Something told me that Donna didn't get home meals all that often. When she was done, she leaned back, belched, farted, and then snorted. That was really good, Ralph. Thanks, Donna. Look, about last night. What? She asked, looking at me like I was speaking Russian. I just want to... What about last night? She asked. Is there something you didn't say last night or regret saying? She was very abrupt and straightforward. I went on the defensive. No, I just wanted to say that I... You love me? Yes, I know. And I'm thinking about it. Now we're going to go out and b to buy condoms and a present for my nephew. She said, reaching into a pocket and pulling out a roll uh, pulling out a roll-out party favor. She blew on it, and it rolled out, but only a wink honk came out of it. She looked at it and said, I need a new one of these. I'll buy you a dozen, I replied. Snort. In the late morning, 
We went into town to get the condoms and her nephew's gift. We shopped a few stores, and then she settled on a state-of-the-art water pistol from Woolworths that looked exactly like an Uzi. I also bought a few noisemakers for Donna, as well as a pair of Groucho Marx glasses. Then we picked up a pack of condoms at the local Sunray Drugs, which was kind of enough to give us a box big enough to ship the present. It was Saturday, so we hurried to the post office before it closed at noon. Old Man Johnson, the local postmaster, insisted on being there even though he didn't have to be. Most post offices only sold stamps on Saturday, but not Old Man Johnson. He insisted on full service until noon, that is. As we hunted before it closed, or as we hurried before it closed, Donna opened the joke glasses and put them on. She mugged for everyone we passed. Stopping just outside the office, Donna looked at her reflection in the window and snorted at her appearance. Here, she said, taking them off and putting them on me. She giggled as I put them on. I checked myself out and thought I looked just like Groucho, a 19-year-old Groucho. I'll wait here. The address is on the box, Donna said as she shoved me in the door. The place was deserted, other than Mr. Johnson. I put the box up on the counter and held up the water gun. Hi, Mr. Johnson. I need you to... Take it, replied Johnson with his hands in the air. No, I need you to... <laughs> there, he said, placing his register till, uh, up on the counter. What are you doing, Mr. Johnson? I need you to... Will you please go? I'm giving you the money. I took off the Groucho glasses and said, Mr. Johnson, it's me, Ralph. He became more terrified than before. Don't show me your face. Spellings always kill the people that can recognize him. What? There was a sound of sirens, and then the front door burst open. Drop it, asshole. What? Last chance, funny man. Drop the weapon. What are you talking? Aim to kill. The sound of several rifles having their safety switched off and, and rounds loaded convinced me that I should drop the squirt gun. It hit the ground and shattered. Take him down, shouted the squad leader. I was tackled, hogtied, dragged out, and tossed into the back of a paddy wagon. Donna was nowhere to be seen. The van lurched ahead and a small slit opened between me and the drivers. Hey, asshole, did you really think you were going to get away with it with a water gun? Asked some hairy hair shit type. I wasn't. Okay, shut up. You have the right to remain silent. Pop's a jailbird. I hope he wasn't the bitch in the lockup. Six hours later, I was being arraigned for the felony of attempted armed robbery of a post office. My public defender, Potter, wasn't as sympathetic as he could be. You sick shit. What did you think you were doing? Mr. Johnson has known you since you were in diapers. What were you thinking when you went in there and nearly gave him a heart attack? He asked with tons of sympathy. Look, I was trying to send my girlfriend's nephew a water gun for his birthday. Just look at the evidence. The box that I wanted to send it in must still be at the post office. The gun still had the receipt on it. Like, you're a real model citizen. The DA handed me some stuff on you, he said, holding up a rap sheet. You're a real class act, he said, tossing a sheet on the table in front of us. Your only hope is to plead guilty and hope the sentencing judge is having a real good day and not a cat lover. I didn't fuck a cat last night and I didn't assault anyone, let alone at all rise. Judge Charles Chapman is taking the stand, commanded the bailiff, a short, balding man in black robe and horn-rimmed glasses took the stand and sat. This case, 41189-74, attempted armed robbery of a post office. Let's make this quick. I need a smoke. Class A felony, mumbled the judge as he skimmed the arrest warrant. Then he looked up over his glasses at me. Young man, you tried to rob old man Johnson with a water gun? What were you thinking? You might go to jail for the rest of your life. Your honor, I didn't. Silence your client, Potter, ordered the judge. Will you just shut up until I say otherwise? Where the fuck did that go? Uh, Potter hissed at me and then flashed the judge a wicked grin. What is your client's plea, Potter? Guilty, Your Honor. No, I'm innocent, I cleared my throat and said. 
My plea is not guilty, Your Honor, sir. So, Potter, what is your client's plea? Asked the judge, wringing his hands badly in need of a smoke. Guilty, replied Potter. What are you doing? I hissed at him. You're going down, so you might as well just throw yourself at the mercy of the court, he replied loud enough for the court guards 50 feet behind us to hear. You're fired, I said to Potter and turned back to the judge. Your Honor, I plead not guilty. Okay, what does the DA's office want on bail, asked the judge, clearly fidgeting. We ask that Ralph helpers be held without bail, Your Honor, asked the young district attorney that looked familiar to me. Isn't that a little severe, considering this is the man's first offense and the holdup was with a water gun? Clearly he meant no harm to Mr. Johnson, asked the judge, sounding as if he only he was on my side somewhat. Well, there's a report here that says Mr. Helpers committed a theft and assault at a public restaurant last evening and stole the manager's car, said the DA as he handed the judges the report. Judge Chapman glanced at the report and looked up. Is the restaurant and the manager pressing charges, he asked, tapping his feet in need of a nicotine fix. No, Your Honor, but you might want to read what he did afterward, the DA said. The judge read further and then took his glasses off and looked directly in my eyes. You fucked a cat last night? No, that was my friend and his girlfriend. You allowed your friend and girlfriend to desecrate a poor kitty cat in your presence last night, asked the judge, nearly jumping out of his chair. No, that never happened, I said, nearly in tears. There was a commotion in the back of the court and then a giggle and snort. Order in the court, shouted Judge Chapman as he looked to see what the commotion was about. Then he noticed someone coming towards the visitor's railing. I looked and a huge smile formed on my face. Donna, shouted the bailiff. Donna, shouted the DA. Donna, shouted Judge Chapman. Hi, guys, she said, flapping her sleeves at them. Behind her was Mr. Johnson. Donna, why have you come to my courtroom, asked Chapman, forgetting he needed a smoke. I had to. I had to. Ralph didn't do anything wrong. I Can I uh, talk to the DA a minute? She said, waving at the guy that looked familiar. This is unusual, but go ahead, he said, smiling at my girl. Donna motioned for the DA to come over to her and Mr. Johnson, and she had a very animated conversation with him, and then the DA nodded and came back to his table. Your Honor, it seems there's been a misunderstanding with Mr. Helpers here, and we wish to drop charges. Sounds good to me, said the judge as he held out his hand out to his bailiff, who handed him a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. If anybody needs me, I'll be outside. Oh, by the way, nice to see you, Donna, he said as he booked out the side door. The bailiff took off the handcuffs, and I made my way to Donna. The DA was trying to get her phone number. I I told you, Norm, Ralph is my boyfriend. Norman, of course. As a senior, he had a thing for Donna while we were still in ninth grade. I always thought it was a bit sick for an 18-year-old wanting something to do with a 14-year-old. It didn't explain the judge and bailiff. Take a hike, Norm, I said, pushing him away. Think about it, he asked, hopefully. Donna waved to him as he moved away. I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. I didn't mean to scare you, I said to the old man. Ralph, when I realized it was you, I wasn't scared. I just couldn't believe you were doing that to me. Donna explained it all. That's why I'm here. He gave me a wink and said, Good luck with her. She's one in a million. Donna hugged me and snorted. I'm so sorry, Ralph. I didn't know what happened to you. Where did you go? I asked, relieved and peeved. When you went to the post office, I noticed that the mission was open, so I went in to cheer up the kids in there. I was well into my repertoire when I heard there was a robbery. I thought you were already done and looking for me when I realized it was you that robbed the post. I didn't. She put her clean and sweet dryer fresh sweater sleeve over my mouth. 
I know you didn't. That's why I talked to Mr. Johnson and brought him down here. I put my arms around her. Donna, I don't know how to thank you. I got you into it. If I wasn't so ditzy, it wouldn't have happened. She said softly into my ear. Don't worry about it. It's over now. By the way, uh, how do you know the judge? She looked around and said, I'll tell you when we're outside. She led me to the courtroom where it was now evening. She talked as we walked to my car that she used to get to go. She used to go get to court. The The judge and bailiff are an item if you get my drift. My eyebrows went up several inches. Yeah, I figured that out when I used to go around collecting cans for the mission from the house to house before I moved. At the judge's place, the bailiff answered and or the door every time. They actually are very discreet. Their secret is safe with me, I said as she walked me to my car. What the hell is an item and what's the secret? Later in my apartment, Donna fixed us up, fixed us a few sandwiches, and we sat talking. There wasn't any attempt to be funny or do a stupid stunt. She was as subdued for Donna as I'd ever seen her. I asked her if she was feeling okay, and she assured me she was. Well, what's wrong then? I asked. Nothing at all, except I don't know what I did with them. She replied. With all that had happened in the last 24 hours, I wasn't sure what she was talking about. Then it hit me, the party favors. No, she said unenthusiastically. I didn't know what she was talking about. What, Donna? She finished her sandwich and gave me a sad look. The condoms. I walked into my room and came out with a package uh, she was fretting about. These? Where were they? She asked, perking up. In my pocket. The cops let me keep them in case I needed them in the lockup. <laughs> Donna snorted. You didn't, did you? Nope. I'm not sure if I really want to read any more of this. Pop, please give me a sign whether or not you're going to give all the dirty details. What follows are all the dirty details. Thanks, Pop. Ah, screw it. I'll read it anyway. For the next few minutes, Donna and I read the instructions and acted out the proper deployment of the condom on a banana. We didn't want to make any mistakes because we only had two left. I think I've got the idea, Ralph. She snorted. So do you want to jump, just jump in the sack and say goodbye to virginity, or do you have a plan? Like most guys, I hadn't really worked the whole thing out. I was too worried about making it happen to care how it happened. I walked into the kitchen to get a soda, and when I returned, Donna had the condom stretched over, whoops, uh, over the top of her head and was trying to pull it down. What are you doing? She got up and went to the bathroom and started laughing. By the time she returned, she had it worked down to her nose. I wanted to see what a dickhead looked like, or in this case, a condom head. I realized from the way she was shaking that she was nervous, and so was I. Both of us had to calm down or this was going to be a horrible attempt at first-time sex. I got an idea. You know, I think... I need to shower after being in that lockup. I walked up to her, took a sniff. You could use one, too. I do? She said, stunned, and sniffed her armpits. No, I don't. Oh, I get it. You want to do it together. We, well, do you want to do it with me or with condom head? She asked, pointing to the rubber still halfway down her head. You. Good, she said, pulling the thing off her head. I was starting to sweat in there. We undressed each other until all that was left was Donna's J.C. Penney's all-cotton 36-double-D bra. I had a feeling that Donna was a bit bigger than the bra boasted as it was straining to hold her in. She saw me gawking and asked if I wanted to take it off or did I want to watch. I'm waiting for the midnight matinee, I replied, noting the time. She moved into the open area of the living room between the sofa and coffee table and broken TV and crooked her finger for me to come to her. 
I followed, and she began to dance to some tune. Dum, oops. dum, 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 dum. She hummed as she made exaggerated moves, shaking her shoulders, causing her breasts to strain and jiggle in their confinement. Several times, she turned her back and unclasped the bra and clasped it as she gyrated around. At one point, she turned her chest to me and pushed, she squished pear into my face. Um, I don't even know. Um... Dum 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 ba ba ba. She hummed as she as she ground herself into my happy face. She switched gears and turned her back to me with the clasps unhooked. As she attempted to hook them back, she accidentally let go and the metal clamp hit me in the eye and nose and down I went. Donna stopped humming at the sound of the thud as I hit the floor. We're about out of time. We only got an hour to do this. We got ten minutes left. Let me see how long this lasts. Fuck me. Well, might just have to hold. Should we go for it? What time? So we got fifty minutes. Well, we got t- nine minutes. Probably not gonna get it. All right. Well, let's try it. Ralph. I held my hand over my eye as she again straddled me and cradled my face with her hands. Ralph, let me see. Please, let me see if you're okay. She said, her voice breaking. It stung like a son of a bitch, but I relaxed my hand enough to let her know, let her take a look at me. I felt a tear hit me as her trembling fingers touched my cheek, nose, and eyebrow. I'm so sorry, Ralph. She said and started crying in earnest. I opened the stricken eye and found that I could see, but it was it was blurry. It still stung. It's okay, Donna. I can see you. A few more tears hit my face. I think I gave you a black eye. She moaned as she stared down at me. While her concern for me in her mind had negated the fact that she was straddling me, it hadn't been lost on mine, and there was a small reaction happening below. Well, maybe not so small. I reached up to the coffee table for one of the condoms and held it in front of her face. She started to giggle and snort, and her breast jiggled and swayed. Ralph, if this was your plan... Right down to the last detail, I interjected, waving the condom in her face. Okay. She said as she plucked the pack out of my hand and opened it. She held it up for me to see and then applied it like the dry run we had performed on the banana earlier. She looked at me and asked... Right here. Pointing at the floor. I'm not sure... I should be moved after two head injuries in 24 hours, I replied, deadpan. She got up, went to the bedroom, and returned with something in her hand. She straddled me again in front of my protected self below. If you're ready, I'm ready. Okay, I guess. I said, trying to figure out what she had in her hand. Okay, here we go, she said while placing the Groucho glasses on and then put a party favor in her mouth without any more warning. She positioned herself on me and plunged herself down. The party favor rolled out and squeaked as Donna became motionless. Ow, that had to hurt. That was a boy. Uh, Several seconds went by while her nostrils flared with heavy breathing. Slowly her hand went to her mouth and she removed the favor. She looked down at me through her Groucho disguise and started flicking at the favor like it was a cigar. Say the secret word and win $50. I guess that was her way of telling me that she was okay because she started moving in earnest. I tried to get into the act a bit, but Donna seemed to know what she was doing, or at least what she liked. All I wound up doing was watching her boobs bounce and sway as she wiggled and humped me. Noises and snorts came from her as she shifted her weight from time to time. I knew her knees had to be taking a beating because my ass was getting a bad case of rug burn. Her pace increased, and she started shrieking. I was on the brink and felt that the momentous occasion deserved to be noted. Donna, I'm going to come. She shrieked one last time, blew on the party favor, and collapsed on me. Pressing her breast into my chest, I felt her muscles spasm as my own explosion was imprisoned in the condom. Breathing heavy in my ear, she whispered, That was the secret word. And blew on the favor. I held her tight. Because 
I know, I knew I was in love with someone very special. Someone started pounding on the door. Police department, open the door. Oh, shit. Said Donna as she jumped up and looked for something to put on quickly. There was another round of pounding. Sir, put the cat down and open the door. Donna grabbed my robe and I pulled on my underwear. The pounding got heavier. You better hope that cat is unharmed, you sick fuck. Now open this door. I opened it and the guy tackled me. Where's the cat, freak? From behind us, we heard the sound of the party favor. The cop looked up and saw Donna still in disguise with my robe on and waved to him. Donna? Hi, Tom. She replied and blew on the favor again. Ralph. Ralph, this is Tom. Tom, Ralph. She said, nodding at both of us. With his hand still on my neck, Tom played 20 questions with Donna. Yes, that was her making the noise, and there was no cat in the apartment. Tom let me get up. Sorry about that, but after the call last night, well, we wanted to catch him in the act, Tom said to Donna. Donna explained what really happened the night before, and I handed him the citation. So, you see, it wasn't even me, I explained. I'll take care of this, he said, putting it in his wallet. Nice seeing you again, Donna, he said, and then nodded at me as he left. Okay, how do you know him? I used to babysit for him. She blew on the party favor and asked, Now where's the last condom? We used it, and I even guessed the secret word again. This time the cops didn't show. Donna says that she thinks we were made for each other. I don't think it. I know it. Well, this is the end of the story. She'll be back soon. She went out for condoms and party favors. That's all that was written. The rest of the pages were blank. Closing the book, I wondered if Looney Louise was in the same predicament as Mom was. She did just move into the area last year, and I knew how people treated her. Maybe Pop's right. I should give her a call. The sound of a of a car door cleared my head as I realized that I had a book I wasn't supposed to know existed. Junior? Mom called from downstairs. I dropped the book on the bed and went to the top of the steps looking down at her. She still had her down costume on from the afternoon gig. Where's your dad? She asked. I don't know. He went out while I was getting a shower. How did the gig go? Oh, great. I had them old folks rolling in the aisles. The sound of another car door spoke of Pop's return. Hi, how did it go? Pop asked Mom. Good. She replied and then gave him a peck on the cheek. Look what I got, he said, holding out a bag to her. She reached in and pulled out a pair of Groucho glasses and a bag of party favors. Oh, shit, all these years I've seen him give her those things, and I had always assumed they were for her clown act she did for parties. Come to think of it, that must be the weird noise I heard coming from their room. I always thought one of them kept stepping on the dog's chew toys. Thanks, Ralph, she said and hugged him. My pop started climbing the steps, and I ducked in the bathroom to use it before he or mom decided to take a shower. When I headed back to my room, Papa was sitting on my bed holding the book. I almost fainted. Where did you find this, he asked as he flipped through the pages. I found it today while I was cleaning the garage. Have you read it? I didn't give him an answer. Maybe I should put it away before your mom sees it, he said, heading to his room. The sound of the shower coming on told me where my mother was. Junior, why not give that girl a call? I wasn't sure, but something told me Pop left that book out for me to find. You know, if your mother had found someone out west that cared for her, you might not be here today. He paused a moment to let that sink in. Your mother and I are going across town for dinner tonight. You can come along if you want. And you can bring Louise, too. It might help break the ice. There's no need to dress up. It's just dinner. It's up to you, he said, and headed in in his room. After a few minutes of thought, I decided that if I was going to become the biggest loser in the school, I might as well jump in with both feet. I called Louise, asked her to the prom, and then out to dinner with my folks. I had to assure her it wasn't a crank call before she agreed both. When she asked where we were going, I told her I had no clue, but not to dress up. Both of my parents were thrilled that I had invited her. I tried to apologize ahead of time for whatever buffoonery was going to take place, but they waved me off as soon as a worry worked. When we reached her house, I went to the door to get her. She came out in an outfit that, yet again, had new standard and unseen combinations, and her hair was perpendicular to the ground. As we got close to the car, I heard my mother remark, I like the girl already. 
the whole drive. Louise talked about everything she could think of, uh, grunt and snort, because this girl didn't come up from air. One thing I noticed, she moved subject to subject. She actually was quite interesting. I didn't even notice the destination was starting to open. And what's the place? I asked. I missed call. The entrance. Louise recognized it and said, oh, Ralph. <laughs>